Uh, good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, here's a question. Should London police change their policy when it comes to uh, naming the victims of violent crimes? London uh, police typically do not, uh, and there's no real standard uh, for this across the country when it comes to the victims of violent crimes, in particular uh, intimate partner violence. Usually we learn the names of victims uh, because family and friends speak out on uh, social media and we're able to tell the story of uh, victims uh, that way. But uh, should this change? Uh, Megan Walker is the vice chair of the London Police Services Board, also the former executive director of the London Beauties Women's Centre, and joins us now. Megan, I appreciate the time today. Oh, thank you so much, Devin. So should London Police consider uh, changing their policy in this regard? Uh, I do believe that would be a positive step forward. We have a very progressive chief and Chief Crumb right now, um, he's making lots of really great changes. And I think, you know, this is something that we certainly at, at a minimum should be having a discussion about at the board. Um, and for lots and lots of reasons. I, I mean, when you have women who are murdered and you don't name them, they become invisible. And we're trying to make it so that uh, femicide is more visible. You know, with all of the murders of women around the world uh, and in our own communities, we need to take a step forward and make sure that those women are properly identified so that they can be remembered. So you, you maybe you touched upon a little bit there, but how might this help women by naming the victims? Well, I think what it does, there's a, there are a few things. First of all, certainly family and friends to know that um, their loved ones have been named, um, and it helps us for data collection. Um, and it also um, is important to remember that there are so many women who are in relationships where they are being abused. And we want to encourage them to reach out, encourage them to go to police and agencies around the city. Um, if they are, if they continue to see that women are not acknowledged when they are uh, killed, victims of femicide, it, it leaves them feeling that they don't have an option to come forward, that they're afraid to come forward, they're afraid that if they die, nobody will do anything about it. Um, and I think it's just a ripple effect. We, we know that women pay attention to these things. Um, and that they would definitely support, um, especially family members, would support named women who have been killed. Are there instances where a victim should not be named, would you think? Yeah, I think there are, and I think that's what we need to talk about. I remember, you know, maybe 10 or 15 or even more years ago, there was a, a, a femicide-suicide in the city, and um, there were extenuating circumstances around the build-up of the family and some consequences that might take place to that uh, family if the names were released. And I did not, and I supported that. I said, no, I agree with you 100%. You know, we don't want to cause problems. And if the family has um, concerns about naming, um, you know, their loved ones, then I think we don't do it. But, you know, we have to have a policy in place to determine which cases we're going to name and which ones we're not and why. And 
I always think for policies, the best policies are those that have, um, you know, that allow for us to make changes as we go if we need to. It kind of speaks to, you know, just not just for London certainly having that policy, but maybe even a standard across the country so police forces are kind of working in concert on this as well. Well, I always think it's good to have consistency, and I think one of the things is um, we probably want to do it around the province first, um, given everybody, every province has different rules and regulations. But I think that, um, I think it's a really good idea for people to start talking about it. For so long, these cases have been buried. Um, you know, we might get a name in the paper in a little blurb or the police might relate, you know, release a, a little bit about the woman, but n- not enough for us to understand that these women have lives. You know, these women are killed for no other reason than they are women. And I think we need to pay attention to that. And we need to understand that the most dangerous place for women is in their homes. Um, so whatever we can do to end this horrific atrocity against women and girls, I think we need to give it a go. Uh, the London Police Services Board uh, has been a leader on the, you know, pushing for, for femicide to be part of the criminal uh, code. Is the police board maybe going to consider this as well? I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm hoping, uh, but I have not had, we haven't had a meeting since this sort of started up and happened. And, my um, goal is to bring it to the board's attention and ask that we plan for a meeting where we have a lot of, you know, the time necessary to discuss it and have, you know, the chief at the table and things like that so we can learn more as we go as well. But I, I would really like to see it. I know, you know, I remember so often family members coming to me like moms and dads and just weeping at the loss of their child, the loss of their daughter. And talking about how there's no recognition for her, who she was, you know, that she was, you know, um, you know, had a future ahead of her. She, she very well could have been, you know, an astronaut, whatever it might be. And that's particularly relevant when we talk about young kids that were killed. And I think we just need to do whatever we can, whatever is in our back pocket, whatever tools we have to make sure that every single woman who is a victim of femicide, is named. Do you think these conversations are, are happening a little bit more so that maybe this change does happen, that we can have those conversations lead to actual change? I think that, I think things are changing. I mean, we know that, um, you know, in 2022, uh, I think it was, um, we had... Something like, uh, what was it now? I can't remember, but like over 200 women and girls who were murdered. And people have come forward, and we're now talking about femicide. And we know that the UN and UN Women released a paper about gender-related killings of women. And it's just appalling to see that worldwide, um, you know, we're seeing almost uh, uh, 90,000 women and girls who were killed across the globe. So this is a global epidemic. And I think um, we're starting to have more awareness as a society around that. Well, Megan, I certainly appreciate you uh, joining us today to talk about it. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Devin, and I wish you and your family all the best for the holidays. You as well. Thank you. Thank you.